emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. What up, everybody? It's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody. This is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemeth. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio Show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into the... And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's. Michael Nemens. And November 3rd is our last opportunity in Michigan to get things right in Washington. Let's take the time now to do our part. Go to whenweallvote.org to find out where you can vote early in your state or municipality. It's your voice, your vote. Make it count. Go to whenweallvote.org for more information. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vote 
edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Happy Tuesday to everybody. And we are back with a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And very excited, guys. We are just seven days away from Election Day here in this country, November 3rd. And again, you all know you don't have to wait to November 3rd to vote. I'm sure you all know that. We've talked about this for the past few weeks. You can early vote. You can go and vote at your um, uh, city clerk's offices. There are, I'm sure, satellite locations located around the country uh, in your area that you can go and vote. If you don't know about any of those uh, centers or satellite locations, you can go to whenweallvote.org or I will vote. Dot com And there you'll be able to find out where your polling locations are, where your satellite locations and voting centers are, where you can vote early. Please, guys, do not wait until November 3rd. There are going to be a lot of long lines, I'm sure. You want to get yours done and out of the way. I've done mine, got mine out of the way, and uh, cast my ballot, and I'm already taken care of, like many of you. According to reports, there's over 60 million Americans have already casted their ballots. And so... You want to be smart. You want to be the one that takes care of it early. And so um, we're going to be, uh, again, talking about voting all throughout tonight's show. We even have a throwback interview that I'm going to be sharing with you on tonight from the first mayor-elect of East Point, Monique Owens. We had the honor and privilege of interviewing her a little while ago when she made her historic run in East Point. Michigan becoming the first ever uh, African American uh, female mayor of East Point. I want to share that interview with you during tonight's show. She has a tremendous story and I can't wait to share that with you during the When We All Vote dot uh, when we all vote edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I wanted to share her story on tonight because, uh, you know, this is what happens when we all vote. Historic things happen. Uh, you know, this is what happens when we go to the polls and vote. And that's why I think that this is going to be another historic election because we're going all going to the polls together and voting. We're making our vote voices heard and uh, and so Monique Owens is going to be our interview our special guest on tonight sharing with you interview we had with her when she became the first African-American mayor of the city of East Point, Michigan. She's doing a phenomenal job, I understand, there in East Point, uh, putting some of her plans in place and uh, rolling up her sleeves, as she's talked about in her interview, and uh, doing what she said she was going to do. And certainly, we're very excited to share this interview with you on tonight. We're also going to be sharing with you, uh, going back, talking about flashback moments. I thought of the week comes from uh, the victory speech that uh, President-elect Barack Obama gave back in 2008 in Chicago, Illinois, in Hyde Park, 
in front of thousands of Americans uh, that were there uh, to witness history unfold right before their very eyes. We want to share with you an excerpt from that powerful speech he gave right there in Hyde Park when this country elected its first African-American president of the United States. It's a moment that we will never, ever, ever forget, um, and it's one that I want to share with you during tonight's show. Guys, we're going back a little bit (laughs) during tonight's show, guys, and I hope you enjoy it. It's always good to just reflect and remember uh, what happened and, and, and go back and, you know, walk down memory lane, so to speak, and that's what we're going to be doing a little bit of during tonight's show. But again, this is what happens when we all vote. Yes, historic things happen when we all vote. We all elected the first African-American president of the United States back in 2008. And just one year ago in November, we elected the first African-American mayor of the city of East Point. This is what happened, guys. When we all vote. So we're encouraging you, you, and even you to go out and vote. You still have time. And if you've already voted, you still have time to encourage others to vote as well. Call your friends, call your neighbors, your relatives, your co-workers, those that haven't even thought about what they're going to do on November 3rd or who they're going to vote for. Encourage them to vote. You have no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. You can do it right now. You don't have to wait to November 3rd. You can get your ballot, go to your local city clerk's office and take care of it. If you don't know any any of that information or don't have it available, go to when we all vote and get it. You can go right there. And whatever state you live in, you can click on that state. They have a big map there, and they'll give you all the information you need on how to register to vote. Actually, registering to vote, uh, that deadline has passed in many many states already. Uh, There are some states where you can register on the day of and still vote. So you need to go to whenweallvote.org or iwillvote.com to get that information. And be sure uh, to look for your state so you can find out what satellite offices that you can go to and vote. It should give you all that information on those two very important websites that we're promoting during tonight's show. WhenWeAllVote.org and I will vote. Follow us on all social media, TOL Radio Host MSN on Instagram and Twitter. Like our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show. Guys, we would love to hear from you. Go to our website. MichaelNemis.com Check out what we have available We've got a blog there You can listen to our podcast Right from our website as well Uh, We even have some swag there Some gear that you can purchase uh, Face masks, hats We've got hoodies It's getting cold outside You can wear your Thinking Out Loud Radio show swag Right from MichaelNemis.com Go there, check it out We even have some Vote Out Loud campaign shirts And 
Black Lives Matter t-shirts as well with our Thinking Out Loud uh, podcast logos on them. So we would love for you to check those things out and support what we have going on right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. Always remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Exactly. So hit that subscribe button on uh, you know the platforms that you're listening to, the podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, Radio.com, Radio Public, Spreaker, wherever you listen to our show, there's a subscription button there. Just click that and that'll make sure you don't miss an episode of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So guys, we're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're getting right into our throwback interview with the Honorable Mayor of East Point, the first African-American female of East Point, Monique Owens. You don't want to go anywhere, guys. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello, my name is Maya Nemes, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nemes, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Good friend of ours, iconic, legendary radio host right here in Detroit, John Mason. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you, Pastor Michael, man. Head <laughs> out of a cloud and always listen to Thinking It Out Loud. It'll change your life. It'll do it. And every time you watch and listen, it'll change your life every day. Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast and now available for download on the Detroit Praise Network app. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you 
were you naked. to believe? Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. We are back on another exciting edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we have a very, very special guest on the line with us on tonight. And I can't wait to get into this interview. But before we do, I want to give her a proper introduction. Back in 2017, she became the first African-American councilwoman elected in East Point, Michigan. And today, she is the newly elected first ever African-American mayor of East Point, Michigan. And she wants us as African-Americans to know the power of our right to vote. She's made that as a part of her message as mayor of East Point. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show and Mayor of East Point, the Honorable Monique Owens. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Mayor Owens. Thank you. Hi. I'm so happy to be a part of your show. Thank you. It is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much for carving out time out of your busy, busy schedule to be a part of Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly, truly appreciate it. And from what I understand, unlike most newly elected mayors who win in November, uh, typically start their first term in the following January of the following year, things went a little bit differently for you in East Point, right? Yeah, even when I got elected as councilwoman, now mayor, I wish at that time I would have changed it in the charter to make sure that the next person that ran for either seat would be able to get, a, you know, a chance to breathe after a campaign and start in January. Right. If you are happy prepared for the job that God has set before you, it doesn't matter what time, you know, you put in that place. So the work needs to be done now, so I'm ready for the job, and it's time to go to work. Absolutely, absolutely. We are so honored, as I said earlier, to have the first African-American mayor of East Point on the line with us on tonight, the Honorable Monique Owens. So let's get started, uh, Mayor Owens. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our Thinking Out Loud radio show listeners. Yes. Well, everyone knows that I'm the first African-American councilwoman and mayor. You uh, so nicely said that. I'm also the first 
African-American mayor in the whole county that I live in, and also probably one of the youngest that um, is mayor as well. Well, I'm the only African-American mayor and, and also the youngest and a woman. So I hit so many different points and changing the face of history and letting pretty much people know that and well, no matter where you go, you can be and become anything. And I'm so uh, glad to be a part of that. I think Obama showed that when he was elected, and um, he touched me to continue that dream. So um, just a little bit about me. I used to be a Wayne County Sheriff, um, so I used to be a police officer for 11 years. Um, now I teach law enforcement at uh, Macomb Community College. I also started a 4-H program in East Point to get the youth to have be more involved in their community and also to be better achievers when they go to school and their cells and at home as well because it starts at home, right? Right. You know, so I did a lot of mentorship programs. I did a lot in the community um, as a police officer. You know, I think even as a police officer, I touched a lot of people. A lot of people like to see African-Americans that are uh, police officers as well. And so, you know, just being a public servant through all my life and now becoming another, you know, a trailblazer, you know, adding addition to, you know, my resume has been awesome, you know, just achieving so many things that I never thought I'd achieve because God allowed me to do it. And um, I just want to make sure the platform that I have allows me to help other people be successful and let them know by seeing me that, uh, faith without work is dead, and they can do anything um, if they put God first. And so I really want people to get out and, you know, use their power in the vote because it's power in the vote, and I want to push a group of people, which is the African-American community, to let them know their vote does count. I don't care what the past has shown you. Let's move our power to the future. Let's show something different in this election. So hopefully all my work that I've done, will push people to let them know that, you know, they have power, they have strength, and to start using it. Absolutely, absolutely. I know you are enjoying our interview with the newly elected first African-American mayor of East Point, the Honorable Monique Owens. We're so happy to have her on the line with us on tonight, and she's really been sharing with us a little bit about her uh, political career and how it got started, as well as the importance of voting. And we're going to be talking more about the importance of voting as we go throughout the interview. But I want to ask you, uh, Mayor Owens, um, what inspired you to get into politics? You know what? You know what? It's funny that you ask that. Uh, a lot of people ask me that. Like, were you this big political science person and things like that? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. <laughs> I thought it was boring. I, you know, it was something that really was not talked about in the African American community. Mm. We would always talk to obey laws, not be the people in charge of enforcing them. So, you know, when you grew up around a community where we knew uh, where we stood, you know, you didn't go beyond that. And so it was something that you never talked about. You never had elected officials that's in your family, in your community. Um, it wasn't big talk in school, and so and that was the norm. And pretty much a lot of African American communities is not talked about. You don't. Everybody talks about being a doctor or a nurse. Nobody talks about controlling laws and controlling. You know, being part of the community. Nobody really talks about that. Um, being a police officer and things like that. You know, I, I moved to the city of East Point knowing that it was a quiet community. I think the thing that uh, the city started to change 
and I want to do something about it. And, you know, I'm like, I'm already a police officer. I'm already a mentor. I do so much for the community. What more can I do? I saw some, I saw that the city of East Point was appointing a, a city council person. And I, told my, I asked myself, what's that? What's a council person? What do they do? And once you say what something is, you have the power to go, you know, research it. It's no, you know, you have the Internet, you have all these things that give you, you know, power. It's no excuse to not know something anymore. So I looked it up, seeing what a council person does, and I felt like I could do it. I'm going to give that a chance. And so I uh, applied it twice and was rejected. And so then that was appointment by the council. And then when the election came to run again by the people, I was rejected again. So that's three rejections, right? Usually people say, I'm done with this. And I was there. I was there. I said, I'm done. I feel like it's racially motivated at, at some at some point, and I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. You know, I feel like everybody else felt, you know, how most African Americans feel, that we don't have no part in anything that we do. I felt that way. And when I seen Obama reach his peak, now, when I, when I ran my election in 2015, and like I said, that was the third time, and it was like, you know, this is a third rejection. I'm not doing this anymore. I just, I'll just sit back and play my part and be part of the community, you know, because I see this system is not for, for me. Right. And I left it alone. And then I seen Obama win the election, and it was so powerful to me, you know. So, actually, that was the first time I actually voted. Mm. That's the first time I actually voted. And the reason is because, like I said, I never was taught to vote. Um, I grew up in a very religious, so voting was somewhat against my, you know, against my religion. Nobody talked about doing it. And so when I got of, of age and I still have some of those mindsets, I started learning that, well, we don't vote and we get involved. How are we um, going to be a part of the process? How do we get a part of what's going on around us and in control of it if we don't do something or be a part of it? And so seeing when I tried to be a part of it and I was rejected, I was I was at a point where I don't want to do any do this anymore. And I saw him and it just inspired me. And seeing something different inspires people. And um when it was time for the so at that time that's when the Department of Justice came in and said, we see a, a racial thing here in East Point where African-Americans cannot get elected. Because people, I didn't know that it was other African-Americans that tried to be elected in East Point before me. They came, and because they watched East Point for years, it, they watched the back, you know, the history and things like that. They saw all these African-Americans, well-qualified, well, very well-qualified people try to get in, and they saw how that people would step down, and then once they stepped down, it was, they were appointed by a group of people, and by the time it was election time, they're incumbents now. And so that the, how the process was in each point, and I understood it because I went through it. So I saw how things were being done and how the system was working for a certain group of people and how they, they used that to put a certain group of people in office. And so 
when the Department of Justice came and people started talking about it, I left. I didn't know nothing about it, so I got calls and people were telling me the Department of Justice wanted to be sued and how do you feel about it and things like that. And are you going to run in 2017? I said, I don't know about that. Because I just told you I got rejected three times, right? Right. I'm thinking to myself, this is not for me. So I started getting people from the community saying, you running again, right, Miss On? I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. When I seen the news, the media, and I seen people in the community asking me to run again, I felt like they need to see something cha- uh, change, and they saw it in me. And so I was like, well, to myself, if I do this and I don't win, I'm not doing it again. I'm going to give it my all like I never did before. And I won. Wow. So now going forward to being mayor, as I start getting comfortable with being a councilwoman and learning my role, very excited, so many doors I met, so many unique people, uh, even residents, just people from all parts of life, you know, different backgrounds and things like that. And I remember sitting with a friend of mine who's a political strategist, and he said, uh, so what are you going to do moving forward? And I said, well, I'm just, you know, I'm grasping, you know, being a councilwoman. And he said, so you know you're going to be the next mayor of East Point. Wow. <laughs> I said, I'm just getting used to being a councilwoman. And I had to stop myself when I said that. I thought to myself, you know, no, I said, I'm just getting comfortable. And I had to, you know, I had to check myself because anytime you get comfortable, you know, you're not learning to me. In my life, I always try not to get too comfortable because that means I don't have anything challenging me or, you know, things like that. And so when he said that, it let me know that, he saw something different in me, too. And so going forward, you know, becoming um, the next mayor of East Point, I saw a lot of challenges in that because I feel like, okay, they let me in. <laughs> but well, they let me be the, the, the face of, you know, their city, you know. So, you know, so we I ran against three Caucasian males and another uh, African-American female as well. And so it was five of us that ran. And I was, you know, the successor. I, you know, I was the winner and things like that. And everybody say, are you excited? I, I'm very excited. I'm just very humble. When I start talking to people about me running, I feel like they said, remember the, the, the book of Esther. When she did stuff, she did it quietly. She moved quietly, and she was successful in what she did. And I thought about the Bible the whole time I ran. When God shows you something. You don't have to tell everybody. Even while people, while you're doing the journey, people don't understand you. They get mad at you. They get jealous of you. And they don't understand. You know, God shows them after. After the effect. And so, you know, so even in the, the campaign, even when I went through the the laugh and people saying you can't do it and, are you crazy? You think they're going to let a black person be a a mayor of East Point, girl, you're crazy. But, girl, get that fire out of my face. I threw it down on the floor, you know, and uh, ha-ha, hee-hees, and yeah, right, and no, I'm not donating to you, and no, I don't want to be a part of that for the cause I didn't get that. You know, those those are the things I went through. Wow. People didn't understand the journey that God had put me on. And so 
it was it was my journey to push a group of people to learn that they have a, a voice, um, to go out and vote, to use their power, whether you feel like the past has let you down. You know, don't let you down by not moving things forward, by not voting. And be a part of the process. And like I said before, the evidence of, you know, you going out to vote is pretty much my win. You know, there's evidence that your vote counts by my win, and I won by 19 votes. Wow, 19 votes. Amazing. 19 votes. Every vote counts. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Michael Nemens. And November 3rd is our last opportunity in Michigan to get things right in Washington. Let's take the time now to do our part. Go to whenweallvote.org to find out where you can vote early in your state or municipality. It's your voice, your vote. Make it count. Go to whenweallvote.org for more information. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Demiree Graphics. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. The people at Demiree Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiree Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiree Graphics, bringing your imagination to life. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud.
people have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England. From New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I know you guys are enjoying our interview with the Honorable Monique Owens, the first African-American mayor of the city of East Point, Michigan. Let's get back into this empowering and positive interview. I know you're enjoying our interview with newly elected the first African-American Mayor of East Point, the Honorable Monique Owen. So happy to have her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, she is just an inspiration to so many. I'm sure she's definitely inspired me. And I'm sure she is inspiring you as you listen uh, to tonight's interview. And, uh, you know, just uh, really thrilled to have her on the show with us. And, you know, I was just listening to her and she's talking about what her who her inspiration is which was one of my questions and you know um i i i could hear it in her voice she talked about president barack obama being the first african-american president of the united states and i remember and recall uh his candidacy back in 2007 my son at that time was uh i believe he was one years old and i remember you know watching barack's campaign and, uh, you know, from a distance on television and in the news and, you know, kind of really watching and, and then taking my son, my son along with with me. And we kind of watched some of that together. And I remember that that evening in November in Hyde Park in Chicago, Illinois, when he gave his victory speech as the first African-American president of the United States. And my son, uh, you know, could barely say his name, but. All I could think about was my son at one years old was able to see uh, the first African-American president of the United States. Just a tremendous, remarkable moment. And he inspired so many. And I'm sure, uh, you know, he inspired you. And you're now inspiring others as the first African-American mayor of East Point. So, um, Mayor Owens, I want to know from you, you know, as the newly elected mayor of East Point, what is your vision? You know, what would you like to see happen here in the city of East Point as a newly elected mayor? 
Well, a couple of my vision is to empower people. I think I've done that already by winning. Right. And so I have, when I say empower people, it's waking people up and letting them know they have a voice and be part of the community. For instance, I had a girlfriend of mine call me yesterday and said, what kind of commissions are open and what can I do? Mm. And other people call me and say, what can I do in the community? Now people want to be a part of it. They see something different. They want to be a part of commissions. They want to volunteer now because sometimes when you're in a, a, a city where you don't see too many people look like you or involved that look like you, you just feel like you, you just live there. You pay taxes there, you live there, but you're not really a part of it. They see me, you know, elected, you know, it's opened up a lot of people's minds saying, I want to be part of the political process. I want to be part of my community. I, 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 I want to do something. I want to feel empowered. I don't want to be left behind. When people felt like it was a part of something. Everybody want to be a part of something. I don't care what it is. Everybody want to feel like they was a part of something. And every time we left that door, we allow people to know, once I'm elected, you're a part of my win. Even when I got done, I didn't say I won. I said we won. And so the, the part that I said, what you asked me before, getting back on what you asked me, was empowering people, making sure people who are renters get in homes that we own as a city, and uh, these tax reverted houses, a lot of times in the past, they gave it to investors who are rich. And uh, I want to give it to the people that, you know, can't get financing and things like that and and they have bad credit and need homes. You know, I want to help the disabled. I want to help the veterans be able to have housing. I also want to decriminalize some of the laws in East Point as well. You know, so people don't have misdemeanors because uh, they didn't get their gutter fixed or the grass is too high, certain things like that that I don't want people to have to deal with living in their city and decreasing crime and working on that as well. And so certain things like that, and, of course, more and more, seeing more, you know, diversity in the city of East Point, seeing more programming, government funding programming, fixing our streets and, and clean water and things like that. So, you know, just revitalizing our city, helping the city move forward. And I think I've already started that as a councilwoman. I think I can just, you know, more doors will be open to me and my vision because I became mayor. You know, Mayor Owens, I was sitting here listening to you and the scripture that came to mind is faith without works is dead. That's right. You know, you can have all the faith in the world, but if you do not put your faith into action, it will amount to nothing. Um, but you got to, you, you not only talk faith, but you got in there, rolled up your sleeves and you put your faith into action and look where you are now. The first African-American mayor of the city of East Point. I know you are enjoying our interview with newly elected, the first African-American mayor of East Point, the Honorable Monique Owen. So happy to have her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And she's really just been sharing with us some insights into uh, her political career and uh, just, uh, you know, talking about her political inspiration in President Barack Obama and and how he inspired her and how she is inspiring others in her newly elected position as the first African-American mayor of the city of East Point. You know, um, 
I am just thrilled and honored to have you on the show with us on tonight. And I really appreciate you carving out time to be with us. Know your schedule is busy. But what I appreciate the most about you is your uh, is how passionate you are about voting and how you want to make sure that African Americans particularly understand the power of their vote. Uh, and uh, I really want you to share with our listeners as we get ready to wrap this interview on tonight with them. I want you to really share with them uh, how powerful uh, their vote is. You made it uh, very clear that uh, your election is proof positive that your vote does count. Winning by 19 votes uh, is proof that uh, those 19 votes that you receive put you over the top and now you are the newly elected mayor of the city of East Point. So I want you to really share with our listeners because I'm sure they're listening now and some may have felt like you did back when before you ran for uh, the first time for city council, uh, you know, feeling that their vote does not count, uh, that their, you know, that their vote does not matter, um, you know, you know, feeling apathetic and and really feeling like, you know, uh, again, that they don't matter in the political landscape. But I really want you to share with them how powerful their vote really is. Uh, I wish I would have learned about voting a long time ago. Um, and I wish I would have learned about the process and things like that a long time ago because it's powerful. The voice in the in the vote is very powerful, and I think other groups of people know that. Everybody in 2020 will see my election, how powerful the African-American vote was, they're going to tap into that in 2020. That's how powerful our vote is. And the reason why I feel like a lot of times we have not seen a lot of African-Americans in office or people who are not African-Americans um, not in office that we have, would have chosen is because we don't get out and vote. And I think we have been watched. We are watched very closely African-American community and how we vote and why we don't vote. They educate themselves in that, and they want off knowing that we don't go out and vote. And I tapped into that, too. And I, and I saw that they felt like, oh, they're not going to vote in a local election. And that's how they felt they were going to win the election um, this year in East Point. And so I said, I have to wake these people up some type of way. Because they're the people that's going to make me win. Because the numbers already have been, have been added to those who are majority not African American that go out and vote. So just imagine me adding the African Americans who don't go out and vote to that number. I can win. And I knew they were the key to me winning. People that don't go out and win. You got 2,000 and half of those, and 500 of those 2,000 people that vote in a local election are 1,500 probably Caucasian people that go out and vote every local election that's known or researched. And only five probably 
500 of those people are African American. And that's known. People have studied that. And they say, okay, there's only 500 African Americans that might go out and vote. I don't really need that vote. I need the 1,500 Caucasians that's going to vote. And so since people are saying, okay, we, we know this 1,500 is going to go out and vote. And there's 500 that's going to vote. But it's about 4,000 to 10,000 African Americans out there that's not voting locally. We're not going to worry about them. They just ain't going to vote. I tapped into that. I said I need those 10,000 people to get out and vote. 10,000 of them didn't come out. But some of them who usually don't vote came out because I woke them up and let them know, this is an election. I need you. I need you to see something different, and you have power. And I think in the 2020, the presidential election, people are going to tap into the African-American community. It's already happening. And with me being elected, tapping into that, uh, it's gonna it's twenty twenty. You gonna see all type of people in African American community. They're gonna be at the school. They're gonna be talking to them and things like that because we have a voice and we're growing. We're in cities that predominantly were Caucasian cities. We're all over the country, and you know people haven't tapped into us. And sometimes we haven't even tapped into ourselves. If you don't know you have power and everybody else do, then they're winning off you not knowing you have power. And so 2020 is going to be big for a lot of people, and uh, I believe 2020 is going to be changed by people seeing what Monique Owens has done in 2019. People are going to... Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. All-Pro football player Derek Mason on Jay-Z in the NFL. Jay-Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay-Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay-Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. So I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who, if there's someone that could hear an interview and 
be like, I want to work with him. Like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last thirty years. Um, and I just created my own nonprofit, five oh one C three called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just gonna take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Hope you guys enjoyed our interview with the Honorable Mayor Monique Owens, the first African-American mayor of the city of East Point, Michigan. Let's hear the conclusion of this empowering and positive interview. Wow, I know you guys have enjoyed our interview with the newly elected first African-American mayor of the city of East Point, the Honorable Monique Owen. So happy to have had her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I have truly enjoyed listening to her inspirational story, and I'm sure you have as well. I'm reminded of the poem, or actually the quote uh, by Gandhi, you have to be the change uh, that you want to see in the world. And uh, and that's exactly what uh, the Honorable Mayor uh, Monique Owens has been. You know, she has been the change that she wanted to see in East Point and in her city and her inspiration, uh, her inspiring story has definitely inspired others. And certainly 
Um, we appreciate her carving out time to be with us on tonight on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we pray that uh, God will continue to enlarge her territory as she begins her tenure as mayor of the city of East Point. We hope that we have built bridges with her. We love to have you back on uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show to continue to talk more about uh, your plans for the city of East Point as well as the power of the right to vote. We definitely have got to have you back on to talk more about uh, the elections that will be coming up next uh, year, the primaries, as well as the general elections. And certainly uh, we want you to come back on and talk about the power of our vote. Power of the vote, but I I tapped into the power of the African-American vote. The African-Americans need to get up, stop complaining, vote. Educate yourself on what you're voting for, why, and get out and vote no matter what. And take your kids. Take your kids with you. Talk about it. Let it be a conversation piece. Sit at the table and talk to your kids what it means to vote. You know, the people that gave their lives to see us vote. And don't just, you know, and when you get in that line and vote, know who you're voting for. You know, a lot of times you get in line and say, oh, I voted. I get in line and just order something and not know what you ordered. I just I just ordered something. What did you order? I don't know. I'm going to eat it, though. <laughs> get in line and, you you know, and you vote and know what you're voting for and why. Because when you vote for something you don't know, then you're held accountable for not knowing something. You know, you're, right. you're held accountable for the person in office that you voted for. And you didn't know they didn't care about health care. They didn't care about certain things that concern you or affect you. You just voted for that person to get in office. They don't care about it. There's nothing about you. And you voted for it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people did back in 2016. That's why we had this clown in, all, in the office now. You know, folks voted and, and, uh, and didn't really know who they were voting for. And uh, that's why we're in the shape that we're in right now. I wonder, do I have a witness out there? I know I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Our ancestors fought for us to vote, and they fought for us to be voted. When we vote, vote with ed- education. Mm. Vote with education, knowing who you vote for. You know, they just didn't get line and... Um, get heard and, you know, get beaten and go vote for somebody, their oppressor, they got and voted for somebody that was for them. So when you get in line, be educated, you know, and what you, who you voting for and why, and no more excuses. No more excuses anymore. We don't have any more excuses on why we can't do something. Absentee voting, you can vote at home while you're watching power. You can do whatever you, whatever you need to do to, you know, get your vote out. There's no excuse anymore. And so we just want to make sure, you know, it's important for everybody to vote. But I just tapped into a, a group of people, the African-American community, because I felt like people wasn't paying attention to us, and I don't think we were paying attention to us, and I just want to pull that out. And so that's what I did. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm sure you have a very busy schedule, but we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. 
thank you, the Honorable Monique Owens, for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. May God continue to bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you so much. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Let's just think about that for a minute. What can actually happen when we all vote? For starters, the folks we elect will have to listen to us and do something about the issues we care about because we put them there. Take it from First Lady Michelle Obama. When we all vote is what will really make the difference. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and November 3rd is our last opportunity in Michigan to get things right in Washington. Let's take the time now to do our part. Go to whenweallvote.org to find out where you can vote early in your state or municipality. It's your voice, your vote. Make it count. Go to whenweallvote.org for more information. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Everybody, this is your girl Telly Hampton coming to you straight from Detroit, Michigan. Right now, I'm tuned in with your great host, Michael Nimmons. Make sure you stay locked to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available for download on the Detroit Praise Network app. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you... Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. (laughs) 
Hey, what's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's time, 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 for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. Tonight's Thought of the Week comes from an excerpt of an amazing historic speech that was given by the first African-American president of the United States back in 2008. President-elect Barack Obama greeted thousands of people in Hyde Park, Chicago, Illinois, as he accepted and won the presidency of the United States, becoming the 44th president of these United States. This is an excerpt of that amazing speech. Let's relive that moment together. Shall we? Take a listen. If there is anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible, who still wonders if the dream of our founders is alive in our time, who still questions the power of our democracy. Tonight is your answer. It's the answer told by lines that stretched around schools and churches in numbers this nation has never seen, by people who waited three hours and four hours, many for the first time in their lives, because they believed that this time must be different, that their voices could be that difference. It's the answer spoken by young and old, rich and poor, Democrat and Republican, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, gay, straight, disabled and not disabled, Americans who sent a message to the world that we have never been just a collection of individuals or a collection of red states and blue states. We are and always will be the United States of America. It's the answer that, that led those who've been told for so long by so many to be cynical and fearful and doubtful about what we can achieve to put their hands on the arc of history and bend it once more toward the hope of a better day. It's been a long time coming, but tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. 
a little bit early. Above all, I will never forget who this victory truly belongs to. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. I was never the likeliest candidate for this office. We didn't start with much money or many endorsements. Our campaign was not hatched in the halls of Washington. It began in the backyards of Des Moines, in the living rooms of Concord, in the front porches of Charleston. It was built by working men and women who dug into what little savings they had to give $5, and $10, and $20 to the cause. It grew strength from the young people who rejected the myth of their generation's apathy, who left their homes and their families for jobs that offered little pay and less sleep. It drew strength from the not-so-young people who braved the bitter cold and scorching heat to knock on doors of perfect strangers, and from the millions of Americans who volunteered and organized and proved that more than two centuries later, a government of the people by the people and for the people has not perished from the earth. This is your victory. Now, I know you didn't do this just to win an election. And I know you didn't do it for me. You did it because you understand the enormity of the task that lies ahead. For even as we celebrate tonight, we know the challenges that tomorrow will bring are the greatest of our lifetime. Two wars, a planet in peril, the worst financial crisis in a century. Even as we stand here tonight, we know there are brave Americans waking up in the deserts of Iraq and the mountains of Afghanistan to risk their lives for us. There are mothers and fathers who will lie awake after their children fall asleep and wonder how they'll make the mortgage pay their doctor's bills or save enough for their child's college education. There's new energy to harness, new jobs to be created, new schools to build, and threats to meet, alliances to repair. The road ahead will be long. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term, but America, I have never been more hopeful that I am tonight, that we will get there. I promise you, we as a people will get there. There will be setbacks and false starts. There are many who won't agree with every decision or policy I make as president. We know the government can't solve every problem. But I will always be honest with you about the challenges we face. I will listen to you, especially when we disagree. Above all, I will ask you to join in the work of remaking this nation the only way it's been done in America for 221 years. Block by block, brick by brick, calloused hand by calloused hand. What began 21 months ago, in the depths of winter cannot end on this autumn night. This victory alone is not the change we seek. It is only the chance for us to make that change. And that cannot happen if we go back to the way things were. It can't happen without you, without a new spirit of service, a new spirit of sacrifice. 
So let us summon a new spirit of patriotism, of responsibility, where each of us resolves to pitch in and work harder and look after not only ourselves, but each other. Let us remember that if this financial crisis taught us anything, it's that we cannot have a thriving Wall Street while Main Street suffers. In this country, we rise or fall as one nation, as one people. Let's resist the temptation to fall back on the same partisanship and pettiness and immaturity that has poisoned our politics for so long. Let's remember that it was a man from this state who first carried the banner of the Republican Party to the White House, a party founded on the values of self-reliance and individual liberty and national unity. Those are values that we all share. And while the Democratic Party has won a great victory tonight, we do so with a measure of humility and determination to heal the divides that have held back our progress. As Lincoln said to a nation far more divided than ours, we are not enemies, but friends. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. To those Americans who, whose support I have yet to earn, I may not have won your vote tonight, but I hear your voices, I need your help, and I will be your president too. And all those watching tonight from beyond our shores, from parliaments and palaces, to those who are huddled around radios in the forgotten corners of the world, our stories are singular, but our destiny is shared. The new dawn of American leadership is at hand. To those, to those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we proved once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let us ask ourselves, if our children should live to see the next century, if my daughters should be so lucky to live as long as Ann Nixon could, what change will they see? What progress will we have made? This is our chance to answer that call. This is our moment. This is our time to put our people back to work and open doors of opportunity for our kids to restore prosperity and promote the cause of peace, to reclaim the American dream and reaffirm that fundamental truth that out of many we are one, that while we breathe we hope, and where we are met with cynicism and doubt and those who tell us that we can't, we will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Thank you. God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America.
an amazing speech, guys. I told you, I'm just, it still gives me chills listening to that speech, watching that video. I remember where I was when he, uh, you know, was declared the winner and he was officially announced the 44th president-elect of the United States. And, you know, uh, I I was watching, I remember watching it with my son, Stephen, in the upper room of our condo at the time and uh, he could barely say the president's name but here uh, you know here we were watching him uh, win and uh, and speak to the American people as the president of the United States so it was such an amazing moment one that I certainly will not forget shouts out again to our forever president President Barack Obama uh, and again we're so very excited about about the prospects of uh, Joe Biden becoming the next president of the United States and Senator Kamala Harris becoming the first female woman, black woman, president or vice president of the United States as well. So, guys, you know, we still have some work to do. Uh, we still have a few days ahead of us, seven days. So if you haven't voted yet, what are you waiting on? Make sure you go to the polls and vote. You don't, again, have to wait to November 3rd to do that. You can do it right now. Go to IWillVote.com or WhenWeAllVote.org to get information on where you can vote in your state. Do that. Do that. And if you've already voted, encourage someone else to vote as well. And vo- encourage your coworker, your relative, your friend, uh, whoever that may be, may still be on the fence or may have a negative attitude altogether. And we understand those who might be a bit apathetic because of the current administration and what's happening and wondering if their vote is going to make a difference. But yes, it does and will make a difference. So encourage them to go to the polls and vote. That's right, guys. Do not um, pass go. We cannot afford to uh, to to, to uh, relax on this moment. Uh, we cannot afford to take this moment for granted. Uh, make sure you exercise your right to vote. That's right, guys. I cannot stress that enough. Make sure you go to the polls and vote. Well, guys, that is our show for you on tonight. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show wherever you listen across all podcasting platforms. Again, we uh, appreciate each and every one of you taking time out of your day to spend it with us. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. everywhere you listen to your podcast. And again, we thank you so, so very much. All of our day ones that have been listening to us and even those of you who just tuned in for the first time we truly appreciate each and every one of you and to our Detroit Praise Network family thank you so much for tuning in to our show as well we appreciate each and every one of you shouts out to all the hosts there our family there the Detroit Praise Network we truly appreciate you and our bishop always says we love you to life as well and guys uh, we're gonna get ready to get out of here uh, remember to tune in to our show Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Everywhere you listen to your podcast. And be sure to share this post with your friends, neighbors, co-workers, whoever you might be wanting to share our Thinking Out Loud radio show with. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Well.
Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.